everybody, welcome back to another edition of PD and P-Dubs Unscripted here, coming to you live, recording on June 15th, the day after Flag Day. How was your Flag Day, Pastor? It was glorious. It was just so nice to see all the American flags out in the community, you know. Um, I didn't see too many in the community. Didn't. (laughs) I saw a few. You saw a few? Yeah. But yeah, so I hope everybody had a wonderful Flag Day, because, you know, P-Dubs was saying last and last episode how much I love Flag Day. I don't know. It just always amuses me that we have a day for the flag. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate the flag and what it stands for. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but today, you know, as you're here, this is June 21st, if you're listening to it on the day that it comes out. And at this point, we are in the middle of our VBS when you will be listening to this. Halfway done, maybe, with VBS. And you can bet we're having fun. Having fun, but kind of tired. Yeah. (laughs) I like the little meme that one of our co-workers sent us where it's a picture of first day of VBS and it was Taylor Swift and then the last day it's uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, and he looks a little rugged. A little worn out. Worn out, yeah. Well, I sent one I saw I think, I don't. they said like January 1st and January 200 or 56th and like the first picture it was, it was maybe Macklemore or some rapper and then the last day it was Toby from The Office looking all worn out. Mm. <laughs> so I guess that's the new memes going around is like Day whatever and how yeah. two different actors are famous people. Yep, yep. But yeah, so it's always a good week and, you know, pretty soon it'll be shining stars. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. That'll be fun, we hope, as well. So got a lot of kids we're going to be um, having having a good time with, sharing the love of Christ with and the message of the gospel. So yeah, looking yeah. forward to both those weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, today we want to talk a little bit about the end of the gospel reading from this past weekend from when we recorded when I preached on Matthew 9, and a little bit on this upcoming weekend, which would have been the few days before this <clears throat> when you're hearing it, that, mm-hmm. the second reading, the epistle reading. Right. And it kind of fits with what P-Dubs has been going through the last week or so, to almost week and a half. I tell you, uh, the last podcast, uh, P-D had to do a, a, a big job of editing because... I had this cough going on and a tickle in my throat, and we had to, you know, pause every now and again, and and so I was like, okay, I went through this for a week dealing with this cough, and I better go to the doctor, mm. and, you know, you know, I don't know about any of you folks out there, but I, you know, I'm getting better as I get older, but I used to resist going to the doctor. Do you like going to the doctor? No, not really. I, I don't either, and and. You know, when I get in the room and I talk to the doctor or the nurse practitioner, it's fine, but it's the waiting. I think I've shared about right. that before. And, um, you know, especially when you're in there and there's people who've been coming in after you who are going in before you, and that just kind of gets, gets me, you know, my gears grinding. And uh, the one time Gwen went with me, and she knows what it takes to get me to the doctor. It takes a lot of encouragement from her. I'll just say that. And then the one time uh, we were sitting there for like 45 minutes to an hour and I was just stewing every person that comes by and I'm like muttering to her. I'm like, look, there's another one. There's another one. And then so she went up and I think we were both had appointments or something. <clears throat> and uh, so she went in before me and she read the doctor of the riot act, like, you know how hard it is to get my husband to come here and this and that and this and that. And I'm like, I didn't know she did this. So now, Gwen thinks she's blackballed from 
the seeing doc- the actual doctor. She's like the nurse partic- practitioner. Yeah, he, she has not seen the actual doctor since. So in her mind, she thinks they flagged my file. You know, kind of like George Costanza <laughs> with the book. <laughs> George, there's Seinfeld reference number one for yeah. today. Ding. So we were just talking about that the other day. I go, well, you should have reminded me the other day because, you know, the doctor came and saw me. You know, I went to the doctor on Monday and, and there he was. And I came home. I was like, I saw the doctor. Oh, how do you get to see the doctor? You're the one who was so grumpy about it. And I well, go, you didn't voice your displeasure. Yeah, I, I go, well, the next time I see him, I'll ask if he could just you know, remove the the mark from her file because <laughs> she's really sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I thought you were going to say that pretty soon with like you not wanting to go and waiting and getting grumpy maybe there that she's finally to the point where she's like, she's just not going to go with you and make you go on your own. Well, it's kind of come to that. Okay. She doesn't really accompany me anymore. <laughs> so, so yeah, I went to see the doctor and I've got this little sinus thing. I got a thing in my lungs, you know, and... In my throat, and so I'm I'm well medicated these days. So this is like your flu game almost. Maybe, yeah. You know, or even last week could have been. I seen think last week was really the flu game. Now, now I feel like I'm, you know, like three days under medication. Yeah, and but I still have. Um, so we'll have the halls count uh, for the podcast. I oh. I started with one. I started with six. Now we're down to five. You know, just real quick, speaking of the flu game, because I saw this earlier today, Michael Jordan's flu game sh- shoes just sold for $1.38 million wow. at an auction. That's crazy. A pair of shoes, dude. But, dude, did you see the stats he put up when he was sick oh, with the I flu? Oh, I know, I know. And Scotty carrying him off? That's when they were... Friends. They were, they were friends and brothers. <laughs> and not this. not this. He's a horrible basketball player. Yeah. I mean, not this bitterness. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. So, but you know, yeah, I don't like going to the doctor. Like, the only one I don't mind is the eye doctor because hmm. I already know my eyes are garbage. So, what's he going to tell me? Nothing. Yeah. I already know. But like the dentist or regular doctor, I prefer not to go if I don't have to. Yeah. I think all this stems back from when I was an, a teenager. You know, I had a little acne problem, and so my mom finally found someone recommended a dermatologist. I'd go to the dermatologist, and I won't say the doctor's name, but invariably I'd go, and you know, you sit in the waiting room for a while, and they're like, okay, your turn to come in. So I'd sit in the in the, the room for like another 45 minutes by myself, and as I would walk by, I'd walk by the doctor's office, and he's sitting at his desk doing something. Now, this is through the lens of a 16-year-old, okay? And I'm, like, already kind of, like, I've been waiting out in the waiting room. All right, now I want to see the doctor, and he's I see he's doing nothing. So, you know, 45 minutes to an hour later, he comes sauntering in. That was a good word, saunter. saunter. And he would he, he sounded like this. He's like, well, hello there. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting, uh, but it probably wasn't that long, was it? <laughs> and then he would he would see me for five minutes. He would he would look at the present condition of my <laughs> my face, and then prescribe me some stuff, and I'd be on my way. And every single time, 
he would be late. And every single time he would come into the room with that same, sorry to have kept you waiting. And about after, I don't know how many of those, when he went, I I had enough. The 16-year-old in me had enough. And he goes, but it probably wasn't that long, was it? And I said, actually, I've been here an hour and 45 minutes. It has been long. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, Did you get blackballed from that doctor? Um, I, I don't know, but I stopped seeing him after a while because I thought, you know, uh, he helped me. He did help me. He, he helped my complexion. Um, so yeah, yeah, the only thing that probably scarred me at the doctor was the... I believe it's a glaucoma test at the eye doctor when they shoot the puff of air in your eye. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. I, like, I blink. Really? I would always like blink. It would take like 15 tries per eye. Mm. And then, you know, and I had the same eye doctor from like second grade up until a few years ago. So, you know, it's roughly 20, 30 years and through there I had the same eye doctor. And he was kind of finally like, he went to a different practice. like, don't worry, we're not going to shoot the puff of air in your eye. We'll just drop a couple drops in your eye and yeah. shine a light. I'm like, thank you. That's so much better yeah. than getting shot in the eye with a puff of air. <laughs> I just can't do it. I blink. That's so weird. I I I've had that done, and I don't. I can't remember if I blinked or not. But I feel like yeah. I you would. don't go to the eye doctor every, every <clears throat> no, year. not like you. No. So, but yeah, but that's you know, and I go there because well, my eyesight's very poor, and, and we need a physician. We need a physician. We need to go to dentists and doctors. Mm-hmm. Yet we don't like, it's kind of like, I don't like asking for help when I'm at like a Home Depot or something like that because I should be able to find what I'm looking for in here. Come on, you're a man. I know, I'll walk around for 30 minutes in this store before I ask for help. You are a proud owner of the man card. (laughs) Right. You know, and if I feel if I ask, they'll take it away from me, that man card, and (laughs) I'd rather walk for 30 minutes and try to find it instead of finding it in two minutes (laughs) based on help. But that's not what we're here for. No. But it is like Matthew 9, 12 and verse 13 that we kind of want to look at. And then also, I think you said a Romans text you Mm -hmm. had. Yeah. So you want to read the Matthew text? Yeah. But when he heard it, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And Jesus kind of says something similar to that first part, I think, through most of the Gospels, at least at one point or another in the Gospels. Yeah, I think in Luke it's, uh, you know, physician heal thyself, you know, and why don't you do to us what you've done for others? I think that was probably in his hometown. But But, yeah, here he's saying, hey, uh, if you're you're well, you don't need a doctor. Right, you don't need to come to me Mm -hmm. if you're well. Right. And... You know, and this is coming right after he calls Matthew. And I was listening to another podcast where I kind of, that's where I kind of hit upon a little bit in the sermon preaching this past weekend saying, you know, think about Matthew hearing that. That was Mm -hmm. something I never really thought about, Matthew being within earshot of this Mm -hmm. and what was going through his mind. Right. Hearing Jesus say, I came for those who are sick. Yeah. And realize, wait, he's talking about me. me. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, this is a response to a question um, that the Pharisees said to his disciples. And the question was, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Uh, And Jesus heard him ask the question, and he just comes right out and replies. And like, of course, the Pharisees don't feel that they have a problem. They're, They're the ones who are 
acting righteous, self-righteous. And doing more than what they need to, making that extra sacrifice, which mm-hmm. hits into the second part in that verse. Yeah. About Isaiah mercy and not sacrifice. Yeah, they were big on, quote, you know, showing sacrifice and real short on mercy. And, right. uh, and Jesus is like, hey, I don't care about your sacrifice. You know, you need to show mercy like I show you mercy. And how does he show us mercy? Well, he forgives the sinners. Right. You know? So, and then, so that kind of takes us, as you said, into uh, the Romans text, Romans 5, 8, where, um, you know, God doesn't wait for us to, uh, he didn't wait for us to get our act together or to get healthy, right? But it says, Paul says, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And, um, and that's so true. And, and thanks be to God that he didn't wait for us to... Right. You know, he's not like us when we want when we need to go to the doctor or even the hospital for mm-hmm. like, you know, we try to push it off. And oh, I'm not that bad off. I right. can hold off and not go. Yeah, and Jesus, the doctor made the house call, right? Right. <laughs> he came to the house. Have you ever had that where a doctor came to your house? No, I'm I not mean, that old. Hey <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, for a minute there, I thought Oz, uh, Izzy was Ozzie, <laughs> Izzy was in, um, but. uh I don't. I can't remember if the doctor ever came to my house as a kid. I don't think he did. I mean, but it was close. There was times where I, I think you know he would have. But then again, I had like a paramedic always at my house. Oh, true. Yeah, you had a live-in paramedic. <laughs> I had a live-in paramedic most of my childhood. Well, he's not going to allow that. He's <laughs> <laughs> he can. But that's like even now, like you know that whole idea of like not wanting to go to the doctor. Yeah. And like even being hurt. Something might be going wrong with like my body, or just being sick or injured. I'm like I don't know, I don't think I need to go to the doctor. And I'm like, huh. Well, maybe I should check with dad because I know dad's a little more. Eh, don't worry, it's all good. If I ask mom, that is gonna be oh, you need go to, to go, doctor go to the now. doctor. Yeah. Like I remember when I was in Salem, my first church, there was like a day where like I had some pain in my left arm and a little shortness of breath. I'm like, that's usually not a good combination mm-hmm. of left arm and chest. And I was like, but ah, oh, it's fine. It can't be that serious. Yeah. I'm like, I know it's not a good sign, but I don't yeah. I don't want to go to the hospital. And <laughs> I was like, well, I'll call dad and see what he says. You know, dad's a little more, like I said, lenient. Rub some dirt on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I and went to his voicemail. I was like, oh, come on, pick up the phone. Yeah. And then I called mom and she's like, you need to go right now. And like, we had youth activities scheduled that night. It was a Wednesday. I was like, fine. And I went, and I, that's when I found out when you tell them you have chest pains and stuff. Oh, you, oh are you are top priority. You are first class in there, my yeah, friend. Yeah. They were like, get back to her right now. We're doing all these tests right away. And I was like, oh, man, this is. What have I done? I'm like, do I just need to say this next time? Be like, actually, that's getting better, but this is the real <laughs> reason I'm in here. So that way I don't have to sit in the triage area. Yeah. And like, like okay, it's looking good. Everything's coming back normal. But now, because, you know, there is some heart stuff in the family, we like to keep you overnight. Mm. So that was the only time I've ever been overnight in the hospital for my own thing. It turned out to be nothing. And, I mean, it was probably a good thing to get checked out because I was leaving on a mission trip that weekend. Mm-hmm. But what I think it was, the shortness, breath, or the cough and whatever, that was maybe just a fluky thing. And why I think I had pain in my left arm is I remember, like, a day or so before that, I was trying to get my lawnmower started, and, I, and it wasn't oh, starting, but all yeah. the pulling on mm-hmm. the cord tweak something in my left arm and then it just happened to be that combination of both those things at the same time. Mm. 
Well, I, I had a similar thing. Well, it happened here at church because I was somebody was bringing in these big boxes, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll go out and help you." And and they were kind of awkward and big and uh, kind of heavy. And I carried them in and this and that. And all of a sudden, I started feeling the same thing, like a pain in my left arm, and uh, and I just felt like pull on my chest and and it happened to be the left side and well maybe it was the next day it was the next day because you know you sleep on it or whatever and i mentioned it to well lisa i'm like yeah i don't know lisa i'm just feeling kind of she goes go to the urgent care now pastor and so i had the same treatment when i walked in i'm like yeah kind of feeling like a chest pain you know come on and you feel like, oh no! They usher you right back. Then. I've set things in motion here, and uh, thankfully it was nothing. It was the same thing. It was like just a pulled two, muscle, two fluky things. Yeah, yeah. I just so remember when they're like, "Yep, we're gonna admit you for the night." I was like, "Well, can I go like run to the house real quick to get some like my iPad or something?" Because <laughs> absolutely was, not. Because I'm just gonna sit here and be like, do nothing all night. Yeah. And like, nope, you can't go, my friend. I was like, ah. Maybe someone from the church brought me a cell phone charger cause so I could charge my phone. Yeah. But other than that, I'm just like, it's kind of boring. So I have to ask you, you know, uh, PD had a little had a little mishap uh, this week, and did you go see the doctor, or did you call mom and dad to see if you should well, go to the doctor? No, I didn't go to the doctor. You know, I told you know I told mom and dad, oh, this is what happened, and then like, and then I was like, well, let me see. So I took a picture of it, and she's like, oh, yep, you did a good number. You know, she noticed. The bump that you kind of noticed when I showed mm-hmm. you, and she like, it looks like it's bruising behind your knee. Yeah, and so you know, you had a hematoma. Hematoma. <laughs> she's like, you know, put some peroxide over that and different things, and didn't have any remnants of gravel. I don't think so. Do you want to share what what happened? So yeah, so I'm kind of klutzy at times, I guess. You know, I was being a good dog owner, walking yeah. Madison. I was right there at Barrington High School on their nice, new, lovely little path mm-hmm. that they just built. Nice blacktop path in front of the school. Yep. And there's, a, I saw, you know, I was at, you know, when I was coming up along Hart Road there by the where you can turn into the parking lot, I noticed this guy running the other way towards like where my house is, the way I'm going. And then, you know, I make that turn from Hart Road onto Main Street on the path. And I'm walking. I'm just past their nice little fancy sign at Barrington High School. And I see the guy that was running, walking back. I was like, okay, you know. I think I was about to say, just, you know, hi, nodded the head, you know, even though I had my AirPods in. And, like, as soon as I was about to do that, I hit a patch of mud on the on the blacktop, which I didn't notice. And blacktop is pretty slippery at times, or mud is. Especially when it's new blacktop and, and mud, mud on top. And I just went down like a ton of bricks. The guy that was walking almost parallel with me at that time didn't say a word, kept on walking. You know, I pushed myself up, you know, thankfully mass, and I kept the leash in my right hand, mm. but pushing myself up to the left hand, I looked, like, I know my left hand was all full of mud, caked in mud. Oh, I was like, well, I don't want to rub it on my shirt. And I was like, and then my left leg, where which is what's scraped up right now, that was all full of mud from my knee down to my shin. And I'm just like, I look like a ragamuffin here, and I'm just embarrassed because I fell, and yeah. we're all full of mud. I'm just like, okay, I just need to get home, just need to get home. Hop in the shower, rinse this all off, and ah, uh, not fun. But you didn't go see the physician. No, I mean, oh. it still hurts a little bit walking just because of the placement of the scrape and all that mm-hmm. on the knee bending and, you know, 
You know, as my mom likes to remind me, I'm getting older. I'm closer to 40 and 50 than I am 20. <laughs> and so, you know, you don't heal up as quickly. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, you're not as young as you used to be. Don't you love when people tell you that? You're like, thank you. Yeah, you I, know, I know I'm getting older. Yeah, I don't need to be reminded of this stuff. You know, but, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know I don't heal as quickly. Yeah. Like, I that's mean, why I'm afraid almost to try to play basketball again, like pick up basketball. Mm. I'm like, I haven't played it consistently for seven years now. Right, right. And I'm just like, ooh, I'd be out of shape. And I'm just like, oh, man, if I get hurt playing basketball. So maybe softball is the right speed. I think it might be. Yeah. There's You're not, doing good there. We're trying. So anyway, yeah. So, you know, we go to the doctor when, you know, we we are sick. And some of us men, you know, we proudly bear our man card and say, huh, I don't need to go to the doctor. Just rub some dirt rub on it. Rub some dirt on it. And, um, but, you know, we're all sick in terms of that sickness of sin. And none of us can get around it. And uh, we need Jesus. And uh, so many people kind of work through life thinking, I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm not hurting anybody. Um, And so invariably comes a little self-righteousness, right? Um, Because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, But people will say, yeah, I don't really, you know, I don't talk to God. I don't pray to him. I don't go to church. I I have really no need. God knows my needs. I'm I'm good. Kind of only when I need to. Almost like he's up on the shelf, Mm -hmm. break glass in case of emergency. Right, right. Then I'll call out to God. Yeah. And so Jesus is saying... Hey, I came for those who are sick. So if you realize how sick you are with the sin that you have in your life, I have mercy for you, you know? And, and you can even take it the other way, which is what I kind of hit upon where it's like, oh, I'm not good enough to go to church. Mm-hmm. I'm too sick, so to speak, using that right. terminology. Yes, yeah. That, oh, man, they're going to judge me. They know my past. They know my sins. How could they even welcome me into their fellowship? Right. And so we then exclude ourselves from that, which is not good either. Yeah. Or you might think, oh, you know, church is filled with a bunch of self-righteous people who think they got their lives together. And, you know, they're going to look at me and say, well, why are you here? Right. You know, and that's kind of what was at play here with, you know, why is Jesus sitting down having table fellowship with the lowest of lows in the tax collectors and, and sinners. We don't know what their sin was, but obviously they were known to be sinner, sinful people and looked down upon by the leaders of the church, you know? But yeah, and I don't think they have, I mean, I feel you and I both kind of do this to some extent is like, we do admit the times when we've messed up mm-hmm. and when we're preaching to show, hey, we don't always have it all together. Right. Because there's some, to me, value when you're doing that as a pastor being, hey, I don't have it all together. Mm-hmm. As much as I would like to, I still mess up. And I'll tell you what, I'm relying on the mercy of God just as much as everyone else. You yeah. know. So, yeah, Jesus is not looking for us to, to do great works where we kind of sacrifice our worldly livelihood, you know, to impress him or whatever. But he wants us to show mercy to others because we've been shown mercy. It's that whole circular loop, you know, like, um, you know, uh, we should forgive others as we, just as we have been forgiven by our Lord. And right. so 
I think that's like a Colossians 3 thing. And that's why I love the text you read from Romans about he came to us while we were yet sinners. Like Jesus didn't say, oh, when you become perfect, or God didn't say, when you become perfect, when you do everything right, that's when I'll come. Mm-hmm. But it's in our sin he comes to us. Right, right. He, um, he doesn't wait for us to get better. Uh, because he's the one who makes yeah, us he's better. he's the only one that can make us feel better. And, you know, talking about your sickness that you've been dealing with the past week and a half, mm-hmm. you saw it happen by staying away from the doctor, thinking, yep. oh, it'll just run its it'll course. It'll run its course. But now you're seeing the help of medicine, mm-hmm. and, you know, you've taken your second Hall's cough drop here. <laughs> Down to four. So, you know, we got to keep that count going. Yeah, so, but... You know, in my own rationalization last week, I'm like, you know, if I go to the doctor, they're going to say, well, when did this start? And I'll say two days ago, and they'll say, well, why don't you give it a few days? Let's see what happens before we prescribe anything. So I was trying to, like, like reason it out, but, you know, I probably was talking myself right, out, no, it's just to be a, honest. Right, you're probably like, oh, it's just a little cold. Yeah. And, you know, if I have a cold, there's nothing the doctor's going to do if I have a cold. Yeah. So if I keep taking care of myself, uh, it'll go away. Well, it didn't. So, uh, but today's better than last week. Well, that's good. And but yeah, I think some of it we don't want to be like the little girl who cried wolf mm-hmm. of going, "Oh, I need to go to a doctor." Right. And it's right. and like kind of what you're getting at too. It feels almost that waste of time because you have all that waiting around time where you can't really do stuff. Takes up a portion of the day mm-hmm. when there's other things we could be doing. But then being sick, we're not as productive. Well, and and even now, I mean, people are always like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take care of yourself. And then you try and balance that with your own responsibilities and things like that. And like, ah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And you kind of like downplay it, I suppose. And that's the danger of, you know, with our health. If we downplay something that's going on in our health, we're not taking care of ourselves. And, well, what good are we to others? Right. Well, it's kind of like they say, you know, if a plane's going down, you take the oxygen mask first yourself. Right, yeah. Because if you don't have that oxygen and you pass out, what good are you to the person next to you? Mm-hmm. So take care of yourself so then you can be helpful to the person next to you. Yeah, it's not like you're being selfish. Right. You know, you're you're trying to make yourself available to others. So, yeah, so that's the way that Jesus, he came for those who are broken. Friends, you and I are broken. Uh, we're we're so badly broken that we need Jesus, and and I think that's the slippery slope. As I was saying before, where folks in this world say, "I, I really don't need Jesus. I, I'm good. I'm all right." Right. Well, whew, you're ready to slip down something. You know, you're right. putting too much pride in yourself. Yeah, you'll slip down in that mud like I did this week, <laughs> and then you're just covered in it. And yeah. then you're like, "I need to get cleaned up," and you know. You know, tied to baptism and know what, how do I get cleaned up after my fall with all the mud? Water, just yeah. like the water of holy baptism cleanses us from our sinfulness and our brokenness. See, that's why God maybe yeah, let me fall. you're remembering your baptism. You know, God, you know, the fall I'm using for teaching moment. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it would be interesting to see if the guy actually did notice you went down. Or if he just was oblivious. He had... I was, like, right next... I How was do like, you not know? Yeah, like, we were, like, maybe the way you're looking at me, and like, we were that, like, next to each other when wow. I fell, just, like, shoulders, but more, like, side to side. So I don't know how you would have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
You know, it's like you wonder what's running through people's minds in moments like that. Like, just keep walking. Just keep walking. He's got headphones on. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, he he doesn't, won't hear me. He won't hear me. I, whatever. He'll be fine. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to get involved. <laughs> you know, like the, you know, the parable of the, the Good Samaritan. Right. Oh, I'm going to the other side. The other side of the road. He won't notice me. He won't notice me. Yeah. Oh, I notice. All right. Oh, what? well. Well, hey, it was great to talk through this, uh, just expand a little bit more on that gospel that you preached on last week. And uh, hey, if you haven't heard that sermon, it's a great sermon by PD. Uh, look it up on our website or on Facebook or YouTube channel for Emmanuel. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be blessed by it. Thank you and God's blessings. Mm-hmm.